everybody to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Robert. I'm Henry. I'm Warren. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 69. <laughs> and because it's episode 69, we uh, have been talking about pizza today. Yep. Before the podcast. Uh, it uh, it tastes fantastic uh, any way you're facing, whether you're on top or bottom or upside down. Pizza, pizza, pizza. It'll, it'll so again, I, I I was not talking crap about East Coast pizza. I just think that I, I don't like number one. The concept of East Coast pizza usually happens. Everybody go. What do you want? And you point at a slice, then they put it back in the oven for you. <laughs> what the hell? Just make me a piece of pizza from scratch. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. Okay. I understand I, that so far. I, but uh, past that is, I don't think it's as flavorful, and not in the sense of um, when you put on the parm and the crushed pepper and like the oregano seasoning and get all that going. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. It is so good. Yes. But with all that stuff on it, it just falls flat. Hmm. And so that's what I was saying about it. Henry disagreed with me. I, I didn't disagree. I, I was actually kind of just fucking with you a little bit. I was just, I was just said what I said. Cause I thought it'd be funny. Now he's backtracking. You got like, got kind of defensive. And I'm like, look, I just have really pleasant memories of the, you know, few times I went to New York. I went to New York about four or five times over, over the last couple of years. And all my pizza experiences there were fantastic. Uh, Every time it was really, really great. Um, well, I don't know. I I thought it was great. I really enjoy it. It's just got a different thing going on, and I, I like that thing that, but that I New think, Pizza has going on for I, it. I think all Andrew's saying is that all of our experiences when we did that, too, were great because you're in New York City and you're having a slice of pizza, and it's great. Yeah. But if you compare those slices to a well-made pizza over here, which one is better? Mm. Because you, you can't you can't put the nostalgia and the and the the bright lights of, the, of New York, you know. I'd have to. Yeah, it's like doing what Steve says, where it's like, well, the line wasn't very long, so I really like New York pizza. Better than <laughs> <laughs> hey, that makes all the difference when you're hungry, man. Uh, I, I would still say, I'll like, fight uh, all I, of you guys on that shit. I always felt like the pizza was better there, at least everywhere I went. The, the, the few places I went, I I always felt like it was better than when I've had it here personally. Maybe that's just my own subjective opinion. I thought it, I, the the best pizza I've had in America was in New York City. We should do a pizza tour where we drive, we tour from California to New York, and we try pizza the entire way, and then we come to our decision. <laughs> at the end. Only Warren yeah, would come up yeah. with this. Only it'll, Warren. It'll, we, we could call yeah. it the the uh, coronary ca- caravan. You know, there you God. go. Jesus. No, and that's not to say anything bad about East Coast pizza. I really like it. We ate a bunch of it. Sure, so I sure. feel like they have like. I'm not uh, saying you're saying anything bad about it. The biggest slice to dollar amount ratio, where if I like spend six dollars on a slice of pizza, it's going to be at least two sizes of my face. Right. It's going to be two Andrew heads. Big. Yeah, in California, I feel like you don't get as much bang for your buck. You don't. That's anywhere though. That's that's real estate. That's everything. Uh, but something about um, the California like pepperonis or it could be like West Coast Um, I've had really good 
pizza in San Francisco, and then like Russian River, that spot in Santa Rosa has really good pizza. Um, yeah, and there's just like a bunch of good pizza spots. There's so many of them, and they're all different. They're like, you know, New York has that same sort of style. Obviously, you could probably get different slices if you knew what was going on, but that like New York style, you know. I also like the crispy edge pepperoni. This is something we were talking about earlier, too. What makes a good pepperoni? I feel like I like it when they start raising on the edges and get those burnt edges on the pepperoni. Oh, my God. And then if you double stack them and, like, one on the top. Then come little pockets of grease. Yeah. Oh. Just the little little puddles of grease in there? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I have no, no idea what any of you were talking about because I can't eat pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find you some chicken pepperoni or something. and then. She's oh my God. not the same. Not the same. <laughs> Gotta get that. I just have one thing to say before we get into our weeks about this. Have you guys had the BJ's pepperoni pizza? No. No. (laughs) Not for a long time. Okay, so the BJ's pepperoni pizza is not just pepperonis. They do these pepperonis. They also do like pepperonis that are sliced julienne. Ooh. Julienne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they also do little diced pepperoni squares. And it's all on the same pizza. So you're getting like a pepperoni overload. But they all are different types of cuts of pepperoni, and I'm not saying it's my favorite, but I'm saying it's very, it's very interesting and a, a good, you know, in between. If you don't know really what you want in life, you get all the pepperonis. Mm. I've well, never seen it anywhere else. You gotta go BJ's, get all the pepperonis. The only thing at BJ's that they, only thing at BJ's that isn't that you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> nice, Robert John the pizza. <laughs> also, also uh, Joe Kramer. Um, we haven't had very many gigs at all. I think we're you, I think we're at I like saw that question twice. forty between live streams that we've done and I think forty to fifty this year already. Before we started the got year off canceled. pretty busy, yeah, yeah, and then it went to a grinding halt come second week of March. Yeah, we were supposed to have like sixty some dates in Europe for May, June, and July that have now been pushed to twenty twenty one. But um, yeah, still managed to do like I think at least forty or fifty gigs between the live streams and IRL shows. It's pretty fun. <laughs> IRL. It took me a, a little bit to figure out what that meant. In I still not sure what that means. In oh, real life. in real life, IRL. Oh, I okay. Not to be confused with TRL gigs, which <laughs> yeah. are the ones with Carson <laughs> Daly. <laughs> That was the gig back in the day. Maybe we can get him to uh, introduce us. That's our hope, One of these right? days. One that's of these like, days, boys. Like in, that's our end goal. And at the big time with Carson Daly, guys, one of these days. Uh, well, speaking of would, yeah. gigs getting canceled, we sort of chose to play our own gig this weekend because we had a show at the Wayfair that got canceled. And so um, Robert's wife, that's weird to say, had the great idea of putting on a show um, for Robert's birthday. So we've all been seeing each other. We're basically our COVID family. None of mm-hmm. us are, you know, high risk or anything. And then we, we are all still rehearsing. So we basically, we're the only people we see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too, man. And, uh, so we decided to have a little uh, jam sesh this weekend, hang out and play some music. It was fun because we did a couple Robert John the Wreck things. We got to try out a couple new songs, which was a lot of fun. And we also got to like swap around. So I got to play guitar, and then I saw everyone else like floating around. Robert was playing drums for a while. Yeah. Amanda got to sing some 90s jams with you. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty epic. Uh, I found out I played one of those songs in a very wrong key. She's like yelling at me all night about it. She's like, I'm pretty sure you played it in the wrong key. And I'm like, I, I must have been only a half step off. And I was probably like a fourth or a fifth off from where it was supposed to be, <laughs> which is the worst to do because a lot of the notes still work. So it still sort of sounds right. Yeah. But and you know it's off, but you don't know why it's off. And I'm like, the one fours still sound right. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> And then we could still sing it somehow. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so I will. I went home and actually relearned all the chords to 6th Avenue Heartache. Because I usually play with a capo. <laughs> and that was a problem. Yeah, that's fun. Henry, with Henry was jamming some bass. I got some oh, yeah. videos. You playing some I was, bass. I was playing bass. I was playing drums. Did some, did some scat vocals. Some scat, I don't remember that. Scat unison guitar <laughs> solo. Uh it's like one of the only things I remember is like looking over and you're doing that. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, like the, that sounds cool. Like the George Benson like, thing. Why have I never heard yeah, that before? Yeah. 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 That's so I used to, to do that all the time when I would do trio gigs. Yeah. Um, specifically over the song we were playing, which was a, like a Sly Stone jam. And Andrew was like, we should try playing that Sly Stone song. And then I was like, I don't remember the words. And then we started playing it. And then all of a sudden I like, oh, I remember all the words. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, no one knows the words of that song. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know what? I went and saw Sly uh, a while ago, <laughs> and he didn't even remember the words. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Granted, he doesn't play very well anymore, but Sly still rules. So. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, that was really fun. I haven't I haven't done that in a while, and we just, just kind of did some craziness. It was good. It's a lot of fun. That was a good time. Yes. It got cold real quick too. It did. We were we were outside, you know, staying staying safe with our n- nuclear nuclear or nuclear nucleus, nuclear. It depends on what you're saying. It's nuclear. It's nuclear. Yeah. Like a nucleus. Our our yeah. COVID family. Um and yeah, man, that sun went down at five o'clock and it just got cold, man. Yep. I was warm the whole night, man. <laughs> I bet well, you were. And the, the <laughs> other part about this whole thing was we had initially intended to kind of surprise Robert about the the entire thing. Yeah. And and we also did like a, a little photo shoot, um, which Robert knew about, which was supposed to be part of, but like he didn't know we were going to kind of jam and do that thing. And, uh, and he wasn't supposed to be there as early as he was. And me and Steve were setting up. <laughs> And he walked around the corner and he's like, hey guys. And we had like set up the bass and all the mics and the speakers. Yep. And he's like, he's like, what's, what's going on? And like, at first he's, he's just kind of like saying hello. And he's like, what's this all for? And like, we didn't know what to say. And it felt like five minutes, but it was probably like 30 seconds. And we're like, uh, it's for the photo shoot. Yeah. It's for the photo shoot. Yeah. And then we kind of, and I was like, like, Oh, okay. That's, that's different. But, Okay, like we're gonna take photos, like we're actually playing. <laughs> That's pretty which, cool. Which we did, <laughs> and at least the ones and I, I saw that looked really for cool. even after the photo shoot. Yeah, I believed it for a very long time, and I I think by the time I actually figured out like what was actually going on, I already had a couple too many beers. <laughs> at least that's how I felt because I really didn't understand what was happening that day very well. But I'm glad that you all made it happen, and we were all there, so that made me yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah we fun. did it in the end. I also remember when Andrew got there, I was like standing around the corner, and then like Andrew shows up and he's like, 
Oh, all right. Well, oh, well. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Like, what does that mean? Like, we just like, kept him in the dark for the, for the whole time. Like, hey, I, I started a new text thread and everyone started talking about it. And I was like, make it seem like we have to be there at three. Yeah. So, like, when's Robert getting there? And everyone's like, I don't know, sometime around three. And so we got there around like one thirty, or Steve got there around one thirty. Set up. I ended up being there around two, but I was like, okay, cool. Robert won't at least be there till two thirty because you said you're getting there early and hanging out or something. Yeah. And so when you were there at like two, I was like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> and I had no idea what was going on, like otherwise. But when I was getting there, like uh, you know, there was. Uh, like uh, another friend of ours showing up who's also like, well, what's Robert doing? (laughs) (laughs) And we just let it be a complete slow roll the entire time where instead of having one big surprise that he walked into, he just got walked in through a, like a whole two and a half hour surprise fest. It was fun. Yeah. Fun to watch your reactions. I thought we had a great time and I just, you know, thanks. Yeah, man. And happy birthday. It was Robert's birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, Robert. Yes. Glad glad you were born, buddy. He turned 21 to send him a bottle of wine or. Yeah, please do. Please uh, DM (laughs) me on Instagram if you'd like to send me me? wine or whiskey. Yep. If if people are willing to send me wine and whiskey, I'll I'll take it. 21. Henry's turning 21 on his next birthday. (laughs) Funny fact, I'm going to be 21 next August as well. We all accept accept alcohol as gifts. We have a P.O. box that we can send you if you need it. My friends used to do that to me all the time. I was just the youngest guy in the band by like eight years. And uh, every night it would be like, it's his 21st birthday, so buy him a drink. And without fail, there would be one person who would buy me a drink. It was amazing. Speaking of drinks, it was anymore. Oh, damn it. Just stepped all over your transition. Uh, What'd you say, Robert? Speaking of drinks, what are we drinking this evening? I'm on the the White Claw train with my black cherry currently. Um, They're delicious and crisp. And uh, I got these ones. I think it's 7 Eleven the other night. Pretty nice. Yeah. Very fancy liquor. Very fancy liquor. Fancy. Got that and some smokes and some beef jerky and White Castle sliders from the frozen food section. Oh, good to go. Oh, man. I got some of those, uh, those the Devours uh, mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Frozen the mac buffalo and cheese one? ones. Yeah, I got the buffalo one and the white oh, cheddar that one. so good. Dude, so good. And I put a little <laughs> bit of this, uh, this truffle hot sauce that oh, I like. Nice. Shout out to Truff in Huntington Beach. They make some bomb-ass hot sauces, and uh, I added a little extra shredded Mexican blend cheese. Make it extra oh, yeah. cheesy. It was delicious. It was a, had a wonderful little uh, gastrointestinal spa day for myself that night. It was nice. <laughs> it felt it felt touched in all the right places. It was great. <laughs> Bloated in all the right places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I slept like a goddamn baby. It was great. <laughs> what about you, Bob? Um, I am drinking a new whiskey, uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey for me. It was given to me this weekend by my sister and John Hampton. It's Elijah Craig, small batch. Um, put that up there for you. Oh, there you go. Yes. Dang. That looked awesome. 
Nice. Um, and I'm just drinking it um, on the rocks, um, and it's it's really good. It's it's um, how do I describe it? It's it's there's no there's no bite. Like I'm not. It, it's dangerous. I'm going to say that. Um, you you know it's it, it's it's good in all the right places, all the right ways, and um, I feel like I could drink this all day. Like it it doesn't really feel like I'm drinking. Um, any, any, like there's no, there's not that bite that you get, you know, in some whiskeys where you drink it and you're like, whoo, okay. Yeah. All right. The uh, it's just, it's super yeah. smooth. It's great. Um, I've never had it before and it's, um, it's really good. So if you see it, I don't know how much it is, but it's worth it. No, no matter what the cost is. So, and I'm going to pour myself some more. Cheers. Nice. Henry, what about you drinking? Well, I want to turn this into a, a small, short game um this has a lot to do with a famous uh heavy heavy rock heavy metal band so everybody guess what band what i'm drinking has to do with black sabbath wait do we get to know like what you're drinking or do we just i'm gonna tell you once you all guess so we're just guessing what what you're drinking has to do with the band definition of heavy metal heavy metal heavy (laughs) heavy metal are you drinking beer or whiskey it's a beer. <laughs> what band am I drinking? Okay, what kind of beer? What band is it? am I drinking? It's it's what just kind of a beer. I it doesn't really say. It's just a beer. Metallica. Okay. I said Probably I guess Slayer. Slayer. Oh Slayer. Okay. Um, we're gonna go with uh, Sublime. Sublime. The middle of the coast. Uh, it is. A Iron Maiden beer. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. oh okay. created by Iron Maiden. Uh, oh, nice. I I got I actually found this at Grocery Outlet. Uh, I shop at Grocery Outlet because they have really good deals. I save a bunch of money shopping there, and they have all all sorts of organic and um, all that sort of good stuff. Um, and it's all at like super affordable prices. Um, so, so this is the Trooper. It just says premium British beer. Um, and it actually does, I don't, I don't know how this makes any sense, but it does actually taste like European kind of, mm. you know, it, ha- it has sort of like a different flavor profile. It's really good. It's just like a regular beer. Um, it's not pilsnery. It's kind of sweet. Um, mm. but it's super good. Uh, I've, I found it just, I see they have like different beer every time I go there and I found it and I was like, Oh, I gotta get the Iron Maiden beer. I gotta try it. <laughs> No, I mean, no, you I, go I to hell before when you buy the beer, or do you go to hell after you drink it? I think I am in the midst of my transitional process right now. Um, what I need you guys to do is if I start speaking in tongues or in multiple voices, I need you to call an exorcist. Got it. So I, got, I got seven on speed dial for you, bro. Iron Maiden. <sighs> So yeah, very good. Uh, uh, good job, Iron Maiden. You did a great job on the spear. It's nice. very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Very nice. Epic. What are you epic drinking, Warren? It is epic. Uh, Ooh, well, can I guess what I'm drinking right now? <laughs> Go, for going, sorry. Go for it. Go for Wait, it. Wait, hold on. Does it, it start with T with... and end with Eco? No, I had one, but I I ju- I have something different now that's totally totally random. I don't think you could guess it even if you tried. Um, Earl Grey tea. Nope. We don't have to go too deep on it. Pizza. I, I'm drinking hot chocolate. 
Wow. <laughs> Uh, Erica just made hot chocolate and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just like your standard store bought. I'm drinking out of a cool Valespa cup. Good nice. gift ideas. You need candles. My girlfriend works at this company. Great candles. Is there some Kahlua in there or anything? No, really? it's just, it's just hot chocolate. It's just almond milk heated up with hot chocolate powder in it. It's really random. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it makes it feel a little bit more like the holidays. I probably should put like something in it but i don't know i didn't <laughs> you, so, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do yeah you know just drinking some hot chocolate doing a podcast on a monday night no biggie we were kind of talking st- about that too how it just doesn't feel like the holidays at all because we're not out anywhere that's decorated or anything i'm like if i see someone's house lit up i'm like oh yeah it's christmas time <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like oh okay it kind of feels a little bit more holiday-esque and we like we don't have a tree. We didn't get a tree this year either. We just have a tiny little fake tree that has lights on it. So this is the closest thing that, to holiday feeling right now in my house. So I haven't even take seen it. a lot of trees. Yeah, you mean like tree lots? Mm-hmm. Oh, I there, there's a well, there's a ton down here. I mean, I I passed like three today. Do you guys? Did anybody else get a tree? Has anybody got a tree yet? No, no, no I didn't get one last year. I'll get one soon. Yeah. My my old roommate Morgan uh, hung up a bunch of like some garlands and a wreath in the house, uh, and then when he moved out, me and Brian just didn't take them down. <laughs> so they're still up. I just took all like the ornaments off and gave them back to him. <laughs> when he came to, but I don't even know if he took them. I just kind of was like, hey, like your ornaments, if you want them, are, are there. Like, let me know. I can take the other stuff down. But it still looks nice. Looks like house plants. They're they're fake, you know. But it's a nice <laughs> nice little ambiance year round. But I should check and see if I still have the uh, if I still have if he took those with him or not, because that would be a, a easy just pop those pop those back up. I do love the smell of a Christmas tree. Like when you wake up early and it's cold in December, and you smell the Christmas tree when you walk into the room where it is. Like I love that. So. I should probably just go get a little one because I can't get a big one, but I love that you smell. Do? Get a wreath, like Costco or other yeah, places make like go. really nice wreaths that are actually just made out of stuff. I mean, don't <laughs> take up the space, but they still smell up the house. Okay, so now I need the Costco card to get a wreath. Or you could get a holiday scented Valespa candle. It's not the same. Boom! It's Full not circle. the same. It's not oh, the same. Good. I love, I love the, I love the candles, Warren. I support you guys, but yeah. I, I, I need the real thing. But anyways, Andrew, um, what are yeah, you? Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking. No, it's not. It's the furthest thing from holiday ask ever. It's a peach Perrier. Now, I just wanted to drink this on the podcast because I haven't drank it on the podcast yet. But I'll reiterate why Perrier is the worst sparkling water company ever. <laughs> In my three-part essay, why Perrier sucks. <laughs> Number one, uh, every other company has a 12-ounce can. Perrier has an 8.45-ounce can, and they're all the same price for like eight Perriers. So, wow, <clears throat> you're paying more for less. Pellegrino has a thinner can as well, but it still fills it at least to the top. Okay. Number two. Who the hell wants a peach soda? Nobody. That's it. <laughs> Number three, it's very small bubbles, right? So, like, I don't get that feeling like I'm drinking a soda. I get the feeling that it's, like, 
almost flat mineral water, which is good if you want that mineral water thing. But for this, it's like whatever. The peach flavor is fine, but peach is garbage. So <laughs> not peaches. Peaches are good, but anyways. So um, how many how many stars out of five would yeah. you give that? <laughs> Pellegrino makes good sparkling water. Uh, Lacroix, Aha's veteran good flavors. I'm not a Spindrift guy. All Spindrift is pretty much garbage. How does that Peach Perrier compare to the Peach Pear LaCroix? Go ahead. The Peach Pear LaCroix is better because it has the bigger bubbles. So this is more like ah. drinking a soda. And they're both sweet, but the Peach Pear is at least something I've never had before. It's peach and pear. And this is just peach. And it's <laughs> you get four more ounces of it in the can. Four more ounces of mediocrity? Yes. <laughs> it's no apricot LaCroix, Robert. So good. I haven't had them in so long. I I need them. I have peach pear LaCroix in my fridge right now, but they're, they ain't no apricot, man. Yeah, peach pear is just sweet, but they're not, like, bad. You can mix some, you know, liquor with it or whatever. And to have a sparkling water be sweet is an amazing feat of mankind. Thank you, science. You know? Science. <laughs> Yeah, that does make sense. <clears throat> you know, interesting thing. I was listening to a podcast with uh, one of my favorite comedians today, Tom Segura, and he was talking about how recently he just went on a thing where he went two or three weeks where he only drank water. Um, and he said the difference that he felt in only drinking water for three weeks, he like he kind of thought it was a gimmicky thing, and he said, like, his skin felt better. He like everything felt better. <clears throat> and I think at the beginning of the year, I'm going to try just drinking water for like three weeks in January or something, just to see what happens. Dude, I'll take that ride with you. Just water. Yeah. I like water. Wait, I can do water it. Water and no alcohol or water? No alcohol. Water. No alcohol, just water. <laughs> so Steve's like, ah, I don't know. What about water and vodka? <laughs> No, no, I was, I was, yeah. I was thinking about giving, giving a little, a little break and losing my tolerance a little bit. Um, so yeah, that might be nice. I'll, I'll do that with you. That'll yeah, let me know. We could, yeah, we could document October, it. We, we were week. doing stuff, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no drink January. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Well, till, until the last week, four or five weeks in January. This that'll be nice. Hey, speaking of nice, Henry, what you got for us today? <laughs> oh. Boy, do I have something nice for you guys today. Uh, I'm talking about The The Nice, by the way, which is a band uh, from the Ah. mid-late 60s, started around 67, uh, by a gentleman by the name of Keith Emerson. Now, maybe you were familiar with uh, this name, uh, Keith Emerson. Um, This group was formed to back up uh, an R&B vocalist by the name of P.P. Arnold. Uh, P.P. Arnold was in the Ike and Tina Turner Review for a long time uh, and, uh, and basically just just moved to England um, at the suggestion of Mick Jagger um, and uh, pursued her own solo career, basically. And uh, The Nice was recruited as a backup band and had a short tenure uh, as her you know, backup band, basically. And um, pretty much what happened, uh, they they basically broke off and said, we're going to do our own thing because they were stoked on what they were doing. And uh, 
uh, sort of became kind of a impactful early prog rock group, basically. Um, they sort of blended jazz, classical music, rock music, and then they also had Keith Emerson, if you don't know, uh, in this in this period of time and in his tenure with um, Emerson Lake and Palmer later on, which was kind of what he became famous for, uh, he was he was often referred to as the Jimi Hendrix of the Hammond organ because uh, he did a bunch of crazy shit with the Hammond organ. He'd like pull out knives and stab the organ with it, and like surf on the organ and do crazy dying sound effects with it, and mess with reverb and feedback and all this crazy stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, if you get a chance to look up some old videos of Keith Emerson rocking out on the Hammond organ, you should do that because it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty wild stuff. So they got famous off of covering uh, a Leonard Bernstein song called America. Uh, they did an instrumental prog rock version of that song. Um, I'm not going to play that song today, but I am going to put that on the Henry's History Lesson playlist uh, because it's seven minutes that I don't really care to bore people that may or may not be as big of prog rock nerds as I am. So uh, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to play uh, what might be considered maybe maybe one of their more famous songs. They never really had any hits, but I think it's a really interesting chapter uh, in the history of music, um, specifically British music and prog rock, which I'm a huge fan of. I just love all that stuff. Um, it's definitely a big part of my own personality musically, and I love getting hip to different bands and sort of piecing together the history of it. Um, so my, dis- my only disclaimer is that this is very prog rock. Uh, this is very psychedelic. Um, it's very interesting and it is very extremely British. Uh, very much so. So, uh, yeah. Women and people with uh, heart conditions should not listen. To <laughs> well, you know, this- if you don't like any of those things, then, you know, Maybe it's not your thing. Uh, this is totally my thing. I love this weird early prog rock stuff. This is, this is, uh, I love it. It's great. It's so cool. Um, basically, yeah, the nice, the nice broke up in 1970 uh, because Keith Emerson wanted to play with Greg Lake and Carl Palmer and formers and Lincoln Palmer. And obviously that became a huge band. Um, and uh, so this song is called the flower King of flies by the nice uh, released in 19, 19- 68. I love the name.
Wow, that was an experience, man. Yeah, uh, it is. They're they're uh, they got some interesting stuff, man. That that some of that really like. I mean, it's super like wild. Like the tones and stuff are just kind of out of this world. And the stereo play was so extensive, man. Like yeah. they're just going right back. I've I've, I've got my my inners in right now, so it's it's literally just like floating around in my brain. <laughs> nice. That's, that was awesome, dude. That was really fun. Yeah, yeah. They I was uh, I was jamming out to them today and and just kind of getting into their stuff. Uh, I, uh, I I do a lot of stuff on the uh, the guitar side of things. I thought it might be kind of cool, um, especially thinking about uh, you know kind of your side of things being an extra soloist and stuff like that um and especially with with the toto thing yeah uh you know kind of going into the keyboard side of rock history and stuff like that so i thought that'd be kind of a cool cool thing to sort of really listen cool, to that man. side those those organ tones too man i, I, I thought yeah. it was a synth at first and yeah it's just that yeah it's a Hammond, yeah. That's rad, man. I yeah. gotta figure out how he how he did that. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> the having... tones he gets are like ridiculous. It's like, what? how is that an organ? <laughs> man, yeah, have, having some videos there. Oh. Yeah, and he did. He are. did do like the Moog synth stuff later, uh, but this was this was before that sort of stuff was even really available. So he was making all those sounds with a with a Hammond B Hammond B three or whatever. Yeah. I don't know which one, but it was it was like a Hammond organ of some kind and just whatever thing he was doing with it. it sounded like just having the percussion on and just and having the it, it, with one thing you can do is you can push in all the draw bars, so it's not sustaining anything, and just yeah. the percussion will go and and actually do some fun stuff. But you can't do you have to do them separately because you can't like slur two notes together with the percussion right. obviously because it's it's just like boop, 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 you know? yeah yeah so, that's cool man yeah keith emerson man almost reminded me of some early zappa stuff too yeah yeah i could see that it was very interesting <laughs> i i i was envisioning a weird british show called the flower king of flies that's <laughs> kind of like the teletubbies show <laughs> and that was the theme song it was yeah, pretty sure the Teletubbies were like a British show yeah. first, right? Yeah, I mean, and that would have been right, like, like I think right around the time, like, like Sergeant Pepper came out, like LSD just kind of exploded in the British music scene, and all bets were kind of off. Like Sergeant Pepper was like the go ahead for every band to be as weird yeah. as they possibly wanted to be, and uh, so that that. Um, I've, I've sort of read up on the history of prog rock a lot, and that was like one of the first first bands to sort of go, okay, we're just going to be super weird and British and like super trippy. <laughs> Everyone else can deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's just like one footnote, you know. Then the, you get into the other bands that were around at that time, and that was that was right around the time that that Jimi Hendrix had. Uh, gone to England, so he was kind of blowing shit up over there as well, and it was just sort of a really crazy, you know, just lots of changes happening uh, culturally and musically and all that stuff. And uh, LSD is a hell of a drug. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that is evidence right there. <laughs> How about the nice, huh? How about that? Yeah. yeah. And that was British. That was a very was, British I, tune. I, I, I did give you a disclaimer. It, it was very, very British. Yeah. I, that was the was, first disclaimer you've given for any song, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it did, though. 
I well, because because I sort of make an effort to pick stuff that's like. Like, especially the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to find stuff that's, like, super funky and, like, immediately is like, okay, yeah, like, people don't really question it. And this, there's just no way I can play something like this without being like, just a heads up, guys. <laughs> super duper British. Like, even I the name try. The Nice. The Nice. True. Such a British name. It is. It is. So British. <laughs> that's that's uh, fish and chips. I feel like that that was like what fish and chips would sound like if you were the fish and chips. And you ate a bunch of acid. <laughs> fish and chips on acid. Well, yeah. so uh, for all of you podcast listeners, uh, you can check all of that tune and the other one you said that you are including the seven minute yes. long version. If you loved what you heard, I definitely yes. want to go and... and lay with my eyes closed and delve into that a little bit more. Uh, oh, yeah. But you can check that out in the description below for all of you on Facebook land. I'm going to toss that into the comment section right now so that you can go check out that tune and at least 69 others um, yeah. on Henry's History Lesson playlist. We are actually reaching uh, 72 as of today, which is pretty cool. Oh, shit. That's awesome, man. So, uh, so yeah, uh, pretty pretty fun stuff. It's it's a cool little mix, you know. You can also find that playlist at the bottom of our Spotify band page under artist playlist. There are a couple that we are included on, and then there are a couple that Henry made. So, yes, check it out. Yeah. Listen to music. Yep. Yeah, get get inspired with me. Join me on this journey of inspiration. <laughs> Uh, you know, especially with with uh, you know, depending on where you are in the world, whether you're whether you're locked down or not locked down or whatever it is, uh, it's a good time to get into some new music. Anytime, what better way to do it than to uh, listen to music that uh, your favorite Southern California band is listening to? Huh? 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 Elbow nudge? Huh? Elbow nudge? And, uh, you know, we, we, we are, uh, we're happy to, to be here and able to talk to you guys and, uh, thank you guys for listening. And no matter where you are in the world, if you're locked down right now, um, just know that we're all in this together because here in California, pretty sure that, uh, it's coming. We're kind of locked down here it's too. Coming. And, uh, you know, I talked to, uh, our friends over in Belgium this morning and, and they can't leave the country. Um, so it's, uh, it's affecting everyone across the world still to this day. I and mean, I think we probably had the same conversation um, 10 months ago or, or nine yes. months ago, whatever it is. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just crazy that we're still having this conversation, but um, thank you for everyone that's been supporting us. And uh, we're not, we're not ending the podcast right now. I just wanted to say it cause I felt like I wanted everyone to know. Well, we, uh, just we, we, be grateful. we really, yeah, we, we're really grateful for all the support through all this. And uh, we really, can't wait to go out there and see everybody again and, and yeah. be on the road because uh, it gets harder and harder every month that we can't do it. But I think for the most part, we're still saying, at least right now. Uh, we were talking about flags of cities and how Orange County has this weird flag. I was looking at the flag of Los Angeles. I didn't know this. It just basically looks like a big Rasta flag. <laughs> no way. It's like red, gold, and a. Uh, uh, green wait I'm like is what? that real why? yeah no uh, why I'm have we never known this it, it's like 
embarrassing looks like it's like a and it has these like weird waves in it. Yeah, yeah I want to like that, that, put it in the chat. Did you guys see it? Can you guys see it? No. If you can't see it or you're listening later, just take a second to pause this and go look at the flag of Los Angeles. This literally looks like it was in my bedroom when I was in high school. That's what I mean. I, I can't it's believe I never one. knew that. Never yeah, knew like that either. How, and I, like, how long has it been that flag? Or did they have some kind of like weird meeting to change it or something? Wait, so describe it to me. Like, I just looked it up. Is it, is it the orange one that That's looks like the, the Sublime logo? Yeah. The flag of Los Angeles. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Is it looks like sublime? It's red, yellow, and green. Oh no, the, I'm not seeing that. With oh, the yeah. LA crest in the middle, but it's got these jagged lines on the side. That almost looks funny. That almost looks like it should just be stripes or something. Did that actually work in the chat? Oh, it just that's <laughs> my Google search for it. Terrible. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll post it in a second. I'm this, but... That's amazing. I didn't even know we had. County flags. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. It's called the Fiesta flag. (laughs) (laughs) Why no one takes Los Angeles seriously? The Ford Ford Fiesta flag. Ford Fiesta. Yeah, and I mean, even looking at the Orange County flag, I could say that I've lived here my whole entire life and I've never seen either of those ever. Did that actually work? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Look at that nonsense. <laughs> it's got these weird, like, toaster lines that you'd see on, like, a bad T-shirt or something like that. <laughs> They're, like, ridges. It looks like there's a crinkle-cut french fry in the middle. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it California burrito? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, embarrassing. Who would want that? Like, and how long has it been this? That's what I mean. And, like, do we still really need flags? Like, does Orange County and L.A. need their own flag? Wait, so is, is there one for – that's the city of Los Angeles, but is there one for Orange County? Yes. The one from Orange County looks like a, a Sublime logo. Okay, that's the one I keep, I keep finding is the one that yeah. looks like it's a Sublime logo. This is why we were talking about how uh, – Whoa, it does. We should just start digging into it to, like, Toronto, except we have the Orange County flag on everything or the L.A. Rasta flag. <laughs> that would just be what? confusing because then everyone would just think we're a reggae band. That would be very confusing. <laughs> Representing Los Angeles, the most Rasta place like on the planet. Either one of those would, would make us look like a reggae band, honestly. <laughs> Bob Rodman just said designed by Bart Simpson, and that's because the bridges <laughs> in the middle look like hilarious. That's why Bob Rodman's here. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Well, did you guys know? Fun fact about the California flag, and I think I've said this before on the podcast: is they have the California grizzly is on the California flag, but the California grizzly is extinct. So there is no, there are no longer the California grizzly is extinct, but the grizzly bear is not extinct. The grizzly bear isn't extinct, but the California species. Is extinct. Well, do you guys want to know some history since we're just talking about it? Give it to me. Do you guys want to know why the California bear is on the California flag? Yeah, I'd love to. Of course. I just found this out. So, um, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, California was not um, a state. And uh, the native 
Californians who were in this this region um, had to defend themselves from the Mexican army that was traveling north from Mexico. Um, and so they they were based in Northern California, which Northern California, if you aren't from here and you don't know, is very woodsy. Um, it's very forest based. Um, forest based. I don't know what the proper term is, but it's Mountains. not a it's not a sunshiny beach or it's not a desert. It's it's foresty, and it used to be even more foresty than prior. And so they were guerrilla fighters, and they were from the forest, and uh, they defended themselves. Um, from the Mexican army taking them over and they called themselves the bears because California was hugely populated with grizzly bears and even in all the kinds of bears. And so what they had was um, to, you know, identify themselves when they would go into battle was a giant bear on a big white piece of fabric. Um, and that was before California was a state. And that's why you have the California bear on the California flag. And that's also why, you know, uh, Cal Berkeley, um, their mascot are the bears, um, because of those, um, old native people in the California region would fight the Mexican army. Um, and they call themselves the bears. There you go. Everybody take that home with you, write it down. I mean, it's already written down in books, but, uh, <laughs> wow. There you go. Midwest family, which could be, you know, one of many people just said, what the fuck? <laughs> I think that's Michelle. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's hilarious. I thought it was interesting, and I didn't know I was going to get to share that information to anyone that would, and it just happened to, I thought, be um, make sense right now. I All right, it. Steve, if we're doing an edit of this podcast, it's going to start right about here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic for tonight is going to be... Uh, Good information. <laughs> because we feel like it's not feeling like Christmas, um... What is the best Christmas movie? What is the Christmas movie? And this is Warren's topic, by the way. So I can't take credit. But uh, what is the, what is the, let me put it this way. What's the movie that like, when it comes on, you're like, oh, it's Christmas time. You know what I mean? Ah, like, ah yes. That's a, that's a like, very different question there. That's yeah. an easy answer for yeah. me. Because I, I, I feel like with a lot of Christmas movies, well, maybe back in the day, they used to just be on. So you didn't like, you know, actively go pursuing them like mm-hmm. you have to now, which I feel like it's a little bit different. I just want to hit a Christmas playlist and just have it go on. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they could just all run in the background or whatever. But what is that movie that just reminds you of Christmas that's always uh, you know, that once it's on, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas, and I'm really excited that it's Christmas again, and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. Oh, yeah. And no no repeats. Ah, uh, oh. Are, are we going alone? What, let, what are we going let, Let's go in reverse order. Let's go. Andrew, why don't you start us off? What, what? I love Elf. I love Elf, and maybe I just took everyone's answer. At, maybe I'm breaking my own uh, no repeat rules. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, love third I love I love uh the acting in it. He just gets to act like an idiot for yeah. you know uh a couple hours. It's a classic and then it's, it, they wrap it all up in the end. You know, you think it's just this movie of this guy looking like an idiot, but by the end of the movie you actually like have some heart in it and you care about him. Yeah. And that's always the magic in those movies is like you have to get the audience to care about this big idiot. You know? 
And uh, I feel like they do that in an amazing way. It's good for kids, and it's really funny to see an adult, you know, like just act like a kid like that. Yeah, I love the Peter Dinklage scenes. It's funny to like think of his big <laughs> career now and go like, oh yeah, like he just started, you know, an elf. And uh, uh, I love them singing "Baby, It's Cold Outside" in the shower and stuff like that. That's such a classic scene to me, and you know, him living there. So I love Elf. That's my answer. I'm probably going to watch it tonight that I said that. Yeah, it's definitely up there. <clears throat> um, I, since I'm going next, and I just watched this the other night, the one for me has to be Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Uh, I, and, and I feel like there's a couple reasons. The first reason I feel like is it, it's it's somewhat timeless where, like, like my dad grew up on it and he still kind of relates to it. Or I don't know if he grew up on it, but you know, it like it appealed to when he was younger and it, it has this longevity of being just such an epic movie. And, and then every scene is just so funny, just from the beginning to the end, it's like starts with them getting the Christmas tree, which is just a whole thing. And then him doing the lights on the house and just cooking. It's like, it's just Epic funny scene after epic funny scene. And, uh, yeah, I got to say Christmas Vacation for me is, like, definitely one of the best. Timeless. Um, and, yeah, I've always kind of grown up on that one. So, I oh, hope I didn't steal your You did. Yeah, you, can, you, you completely can stole mine. I was <laughs> I counting on actually getting more. it before Andrew and Warren because I had a feeling <laughs> I was going to pick that one before then. And then, of course, because we went in reverse order, Warren picked it before me. So now I have no idea what I'm going to pick because that was mine. Uh, we didn't, we didn't watch that movie really every time, every Christmas since I was like six years old. Uh, I've never <laughs> seen it before. What? what? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, my now God. We, we can buy some time. You guys making fun of me for never seeing it before. <laughs> just, it no, I've never just, seen wow. it before. Wow. Is it Chevy Chase? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. That. Oh, it's oh, so it's, good. Does he play that same character that he plays in all those like vacation movies? Yeah, the National Lampoon. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a ju- Griswold it's, or whatever. It's so Griswold. Griswold. I know they Christmas. exist. You know what I mean? I, I understand them and I understand the concept. They were in a station wagon and stuff like that. And yeah, well, I think I actually brought this up to Erica. I thought it was funny that they call it vacation because they don't even go anywhere it's like christmas vacation <laughs> but they're just at their house so they right. just call it like yeah. the griswold christmas or whatever well, but well everybody comes to their house for for their vacation they host yeah. everybody's everybody's uh uh everybody else's christmas vacation basically right yeah okay well oh, andrew man. you have to watch it at least before the end of the month and then let us know what you think of it all right oh, that's, it. It's, that's such a good one <laughs> that one's so good Oh man! All right, Henry. I'm taking a pass. I can't. I can't follow that up. I literally don't know any other movie. I'm so mad. No other Christmas movies. I'm so mad that somebody else took it. All right, number before Christmas. So Halloween movie and Christmas movie. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I want. It's it's it's. You can watch it both times of the year. You can watch it both of them. Because because I did watch it before Halloween, and then I'm like, I can still watch this before Christmas. It's great, and it still makes you like feel festive for either thing. And uh, again, it's it's nostalgic. Uh, I've been watching that movie for a long time. Uh, it was it, I remember it being one of my brother's favorite movies when we were kids. Uh, and uh, and yeah, it's just 
it's just good. It's kind of quirky and interesting and um Danny has a lot of Danny Elfman it has a lot of yeah. great songs as well. Like a lot like the soundtrack on it is really really brilliant. Uh I think personally uh really great soundtrack. Um yeah, and just it's it's uh unconventional, I guess. It it doesn't really fit the mold as well, but it's still in spite of that it's still a a, a warm childhood memory for me actually because you have all these creepy characters and uh somehow they they sort of defy their basically uh you know their typecast or role you know they're all these sort of creepy misfit halloween characters and yet they're like yeah christmas and they want to celebrate it and sort of be a family together and stuff like that and uh i don't know i just i just have really warm memories of that film and uh especially having watched it before halloween and then i was like oh man i'm kind of sad you know halloween's over i'm like wait i can still watch never before christmas and still kind of feel like it's halloween and still kind of feel like it's christmas <laughs> it's great what's this what's this the what's this what's this what's this so good <laughs> very good Right. How about you, Robert? Heads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, Elf, um, obviously, has been said already. I'm just going to, I just want to say it again that I think that's one of the best Christmas movies to come out yeah. since 2000. Um, and I, it just, it's, uh, I think it's just a perfect Christmas movie. So, I'm just reiterating that. Um, Home Alone is a very easy one to say, and I think it's a great film. Um, and, I love it. But the one that I remember watching more um, growing up, like as a kid, and the one that I feel like I watched like every Christmas, no matter what, was the Santa Claus, which is with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And he like basically he kills Santa. So he becomes Santa, which is a weird plot. But um, <laughs> I, I, I love that movie growing up and I feel like I haven't seen it in a while. So I think maybe like Andrew, I'm going to watch that tonight. Um it just reminds me of, of being young and, and Christmas time. Um, that's, that's mine. And I think it's just a, a great movie and that's it. There's also three of them. I've only watched the first one. I don't need to go farther than that, but yeah, you know, think, maybe for I the next the couple of nights, one, I'll watch all three and give you an update next week. I'm not sure if the second and third one were theatrical releases. They might've been straight to VHS. Tim Allen was in all of them though. I think. And yes. I think even Martin Short was in the third one. Which, yeah. Those are some decent actors. He plays uh, Jack Frost. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have to go with uh, Jingle All the Way. You remember Is that, that Arnold? Oh, yeah, yeah, with Arnold. Where he's got to go get nice. the, He promises the, the, his kid a Turbo Man, and they're, like, selling out, and there's this massive brawl. And I'm like, that's so ridiculous. And then... Yeah, every Black Friday since I've been an adult, I just never go to the store because I'm like, that's real life. They weren't lying to me. They were trying to prepare me for the craziness that the world is. Ah! That's that's, that's so funny. I like that one. I love that Sinbad is the villain in that one. (laughs) He's just also a guy trying to get a toy for his kid. It's just so ridiculous, and it's it's funny because uh, and one of the things I liked about it, like it, even growing up, because that came out in '96, so I was like, I was like sixth grade for me, you know, I was twelve. Um, was that the kids were like the rational ones, and all the parents played the 
the funny people. Yeah. So it was nice to see it kind of flopped on its head and amidst the craziness of big family. And I feel like that one isn't tossed out there that much. I like the, uh, I like the left fieldness. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I like Andrew, when you clarified what the, what the contenders should be for this one, it made me think a little harder of like, Oh, what did I watch? Like growing up? Like I remember having that one on VHS with like, you know, the thick white packaging and stuff that was childproof and, <laughs> kind of, you know, it was like almost Sweetie. like Tupperware for the cassette. That was great. Steve, doesn't your family still have like a big collection of VHS tapes? Yeah, I feel it's like probably still. Whenever we go to your parents' time, house, yeah. if we ever go there for Christmas as a band, if we get some random Christmas gig, we'll have to bust out the collection or whatever, whatever's left. I know a lot of Dude, my. Uh, I might, I might be dead if I am not with my mom on Christmas, but that sounds fun. Well, if the world's back to normal, she can come too. We <laughs> do do VHSs have a sort of grainy old quality to it? Kind of like a record, but for video? Like if you watch a yeah. VHS, is it going to make you feel a little bit like, oh, okay, like... Definitely. I think so. Vibe? Probably, I yeah. I have watched a VHS tape on an HDTV. What's weird is um, that the, it... Uh, because VHS is the it's the four four to three aspect ratio for most right. of them. Like sometimes you could get the widescreen version that it literally just cropped it and made the image smaller. But I think that was all just like it was just NTSC resolution on there. Like it wasn't crazy, uh, you know, high def or anything. And the all the four three stuff was all pan and scan. So there there'd be some yeah. stuff where like. Yeah, one person's face would be like kind of cut off, and the other person's face would be kind of cut off, or they, it'd be the same shot, and they just start on one side and then just digitally scan it to the other side, and it looks all weird and is disorienting. Uh, I know what Steve's saying, but he's getting a little jargon. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed about VHS stuff is if you're not watching it on a CRT, it looks like ten times worse. Yeah. Because the CRTs, um, that's like, like an the old TVs, style TV yeah. before they did the flat screens. They have this like, um, like bow to them that like uh, it's not quite flat, Mm -hmm. and so you have that, and then it sort of smeared the pixels a little more. Like uh, when it when it got its image, like how it was shooting it onto the screen, it's like different than a a normal TV does. But what that did is it made stuff that wasn't as good a little better looking. It like smoothed the doll out a little bit, and so when you put that old stuff on a HDTV, you don't have that like smearing effect anymore, and it just looks like way worse than it did. <laughs> yeah. you're like, I don't remember this looking that bad. And then <laughs> you go watch it again, you're like, oh man, that makes sense. I want to watch a VHS soon. I don't know where, or when, but one of these days, maybe it's best watch on a CRT, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because then you get the whole experience. That really does look like, yeah. you know, <laughs> shitty and old and stuff. Like when you use that app, yeah. the shitty old app. <laughs> exactly. All right. Ready to close it out, guys? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's oh, do ho, it. ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. What do we got coming up? We're, we have a lot more uh, vision of what our next record's going to look like, and even maybe, you know, knowing when we're going to release it and stuff like that. So that's really starting to come up. So 
hopefully we'll be able to show you a couple like you know behind the scenes peeks at what we've been doing for that pretty soon um we still have scarves i don't even have a scarf yet i saw someone at robert's birthday party with one of our scarves and i got jealous because i don't have one so get them and make them sell out so i definitely don't get one until we reorder scarves because <laughs> <laughs> they're probably going to be gone um what else do we have coming up we have uh, the whiskey boxes for sale. We have a lot of stuff, a lot of holiday gifts you, if you guys are looking for that. We also put out our live version of Old Friend from DJE. Um, that is on our YouTube page. So if you miss us playing live, there is a good quality, high-definition audio video from our friends at DJ Studios. Um, and uh, we were really excited to put that out because it came out great. And uh, we love supporting our friends over there because uh, Ted and his team do excellent work. And, uh, you know, stay tuned because we have uh, another video on the way for some live footage. So yeah. if you can't see us live right now, at least you can see a live clip of us yeah. <laughs> or, or the whole song. So, you know, pay attention to our YouTube uh, sign up for that mailing list. Um, just trying to keep you guys updated with everything we're doing. And uh, yeah. Yeah. We appreciate all the support this year. You know, this is at the end of the year, you kind of review <clears throat> this last year and um, you know, you can see kind of all your statistics and we were just blown away by the amount of support that we've seen between um, you know, digital streams and just online sales of our records and stuff. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough for all the support. Um, and we're really, really excited to continue to make the best music we can possibly make for you guys. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us. And uh, we love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you next Ditto. week. Be good to each other out there and get wrecked. And happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Start making it feel like Christmas. Yeah, yeah. drink hot chocolate. Start singing some Mariah Carey. Don't do <laughs> yeah, that. We'll do best Christmas uh, albums. No, won't that, that's next no. week. More. <laughs>